stuff, I just did it on my own, try to figure it out. Like, I didn't do much research, which I should have. Did more research, but you know how that goes. Nope. So, how was your week, though? My week was productive. Okay. At first, I okay, this is the whole thing. You know, when you bring yourself, ooh, like this, let me run. Um, my girlfriend, Andy, was over my house on 4th of July, and I was like, yo, I have to stop putting personal stuff on my Instagram because it's kind of getting to the point where it's like, ah. You know, you got certain people looking at your shit. Wow. Okay. That, makes <laughs> you know? that makes sense. You know what I mean? Sense. People know who you are. They know your face. So then I was like, okay, so I'm going to generate this her hustle um, underneath it. And it's going to be a whole bunch of stationery and stuff like that. But uh, I was like, well, why don't I just keep it? You know, personal, but you know, I'm about to point. Right. So, her hustle is in development as we speak. You know, you know, like, shit and girly, girly stuff. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. And then I met someone this week. He is a graphic design artist, but he specializes in sex. Okay. So, we're doing adult, I want to do adult themed books, coloring books. So I gotta okay, get nasty with the color <laughs> time. You know, you know I wanna yeah, like I wanna keep your mind entertained. So I know, so that's probably business number three. Uh so I got four. One I can't talk about right now. So you know I got five streams of revenue. Oh, 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 man, Coming by his face. Huh? Coming by his face. I wish. <laughs> I, wish. <laughs> I wish I was out here busting on people's faces, but I ain't busting nobody's face this week. I wish, man. That's wishful thinking. That's wishful. Hold on, hold on. Welcome to another episode of Ranks of Religion. That's your boy, Chris Broadway. I am here with a special, special guest. Um, the curator of. Art of creation. So you're super dope. Oh, well, thank you. Um, let the people know who you are. So I'm a Philly John. No, I'm just messing. <laughs> um, uh, I have a little business name, the Art of Creation. Uh, we do marketing, graphic design. Uh, the majority of my clientele are first-time business owners. Okay. The other half is people who have businesses, but you need rebranding. Okay. So uh, hold on. What's your name? Turquoise. Okay. Oh, you said that's so seductive? Turquoise. You know, I was going, you know what? Listen, let me tell you something. One time in my life, it was really, really hard. And somebody was like, yo, you should do phone sex. What? That make, they make a Brand. of money. Starting off, I think at the time it was like $17 an hour. What? And a girl was about to put me on and I found a job. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, what would be my name? Plush Puppy or something? Like, I was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> you had the name ready. Plush Puppy. You had the name ready. Chris. But, and then I had another job, and they was like, yo, we just hired you because of your voice. Wow. Like, your voice is everything. That's so, dope. That's dope. Yeah, so. You said it all seductive. Turquoise. Yeah, it. But no. Turk, Turk is the curator <laughs> of Art of Creation. She has, like, so much 
like so much so much talent oh um, thank you you're welcome and like I, I sit back and i watch your page i'm like yo this is so dope like you. I don't know how like Let me my, find out. my mind don't go that that far like I don't I don't I don't I'm not that creative like I'm, you got a podcast yeah but this is different I I, I talk shit all the time so that's why that's <laughs> why I, I really wanted to get in the radio but when I like I was like oh I need a communications degree and I'm like oh it's not too many good communication schools in Philly so then I'm like fuck it this podcast thing. It's starting to boom, so let me jump on this podcast. We whatever, yeah. but this is this is I like the I like the pop shit. So yeah, um, but yeah, like I, my mind don't go that far. Um, really? mm. So I, I admire people with the creative ability oh, to look past you. the you know the norm and, and actually because what you do is you create this uh, this world for somebody else. So, like, if a small business company, you like, look, this is my brand. This is my mm-hmm. um, vision for my company. I want to do X, Y, and Z. Like, how can you help me? Now, you take that and be like, yo, all right, put a little bit of this in it, put a little bit of that in it, put a little bit of this in it, mm-hmm. and it come out to be this grandiose thing. Why are people, they'll collect this call on Saturdays now. <laughs> and, yo, yo, hold on. Real, real, real quick. Hold hold the horse. Bill collectors. If you're a bill collector, you're listening to this podcast. Look, let me tell you one thing. Let me let me let me tell you one one thing. So I hate y'all. Why you hate I hate y'all. I know y'all doing y'all job. Like, first of all, y'all be getting me. Because y'all starting to call from these Philadelphia area codes. Y'all call, it used to be, I used to work for this company back in the day called Go Internet. Right. Uh-huh. It used to be we called it go jerker check because they near check was never right. Like uh-huh. because we was commission based. So I know you're not supposed to call past eight o'clock. I don't know if the regulations changed over time or whatever. No, they haven't. But you're not supposed to call past eight o'clock. Right. These mofos be calling me at like nine thirty. And then they get mad at me because now I'm I'm in petty mode and I start playing a game with them. Right. So my favorite line is they always say, excuse me, can I speak to the, the, the such and such? I'm like, well, you know, he's here, but can I take a message? <laughs> so so he, they were like, oh, well, this is a private matter. I was like, well, Jesus is not that private. So he's open to the world. So you can be open with your information Ooh. as well. So then they'll say, oh, well, you, uh, can you pay your outstanding balance uh, uh, to uh, the you know, U.S. government, uh, yeah. student loan people? I'm like, listen, Jesus paid it all. He paid it all with Chris, his life when he wrong. died on the cross you so for you and me. Like, they hang up on me. They hate me. <laughs> you they hate me. Or, or I talk about, I'm like, look, I love you. I'm sorry. I really do. Like. <laughs> I am so attracted to you. And then they just get uncomfortable and they hang up the phone. But I like I really can't stand you. I know y'all doing your job, but please, miss ma'am, sir, if I tell y'all like, look, I'm not paying it right now. Yeah. And y'all keep saying, Oh, we're gonna tell the US government that you're denying paying your student loan. Tell them they know <laughs> for the last nine years. So it's like, what are you telling yeah. me? Like, I hate Sally May. Sally May with her little dirty ass, like <laughs> Well, we keeping somebody employed. I, you know, yeah. I, I litter too because Chris. I feel like littering creates jobs. Like, who's going to pick Chris. up the trash? 
Like, I'm dead yes. serious. Like, sometimes I'll litter. Like, I don't litter. Like, I'll be like. Litter is littering. Like, I hate when people drive down the street and then throw something out the window. I don't do that. Right. What I'll do is I'll put it like, like if I'm getting out of my car, I'll just kick it out of my car or something like that. And then, you know, and then get my car and drive off, something like that. Yes. But, you know, littering creates jobs. How do you think the people, you know, kept picking up the trash, they need something to do? It's creating a Chris, job don't market. Chris, here and try like, to justify your damn wrong. You got some nigga shit and you know it. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, I'm, I'm, I mean you have a positive outlook about it. I never thought I mean, of it I like that. Yeah. I had a teacher used to say literally creates jobs. Like I had gotten into it one time um, when I was in school. Yeah. Um, with somebody because I had threw a banana peel under a tree. That's dangerous. Um, and the guy was like, "Oh, you can't litter." Da, 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 da. With so white. Huh? Of course he was. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you can't let it out. I said, um, do you know that that banana pill is biodegradable? So it's going to break down into a nutrient for this tree. <laughs> but it's the, tr- it's, I was literally, but it's the truth. So he ain't really had nothing much to say after that. And like, so I started throwing chicken bones. <laughs> so, you ain't shit. So, but I know the chicken bones are not, bones are not biodegradable. No, they're they going to stay there forever. So, you know, I just had to throw the, Banana pill as a filler, see if anybody's gonna see something, and then come come with the rest Retarded. of the litter. But um, you ain't right. No, right. um. So, how's dating for you? Uh, oh my god, you can have like a three-hour podcast on this. <laughs> this? First of all, let me ask. This? Let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this question. You yes. suck dick this week? No, I okay. haven't done nothing. When I say nada, nada, none, don't nothing, dry. If 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 I ever have sex again in life, I probably got cobwebs. <laughs> <laughs> We got cowards no. in my vagina. No. No, serious? Chris, nothing, 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 nothing. And dating. Oh my God. Uh, why like you, hold on, hold on. We, we get, have to have part two to that. Before we get to the dating part, <laughs> why are you not out here popping that pussy for a real one out here in these streets? Because ain't shit free. I'm straight up. No <laughs> romance without finance. I'm not one of them girls. And I'm not that kind of not a pussy popper. Okay. I mean, I mean, it's not wrong. Makes sense. It, it reminds me of someone who uh, who wrote a book. It's called "The Eminent Man Is for Money." Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't it's not worth it. It's not like I, I'm 34 years old. I okay. have no kids. I've never been married. Okay. So I'm not in a rush, but I'm not going to sit up here and we're going to do what we do, and then you send me home in an Uber or I'm coming home late. You know what I'm saying? And say, William Bam, thank you, ma'am. Now you got to finesse this a little bit. But, you got to pay for the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on, hold on though. Yeah. But what if it's a mutually exclusive mutual. deal? Like you either need, we own or not. It doesn't work for me. It does not that no. for me doesn't work for me. Because it's you. like if I'm giving you my time. But you don't need to get a time if it's mutually exclusive. So if you know it's like the side chick syndrome, but it's right. without the being a side chick. It's like you know what your role you, you know what your role is as a side chick. The thing what happens is side chicks try to be main chicks, and that actually messes up the whole thing. Like if you know like somebody, y'all got a mutual, not just on his end or just on your end. It's mutual. Like look, I'm attracted to you. I want you busting my ass. Like that's it though. Ain't no you know we dating and I mean, all this other stuff. I think anybody can get that anywhere, but that's not what I'm looking for. Okay, that's you know not what I'm what saying. That's not, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's not what I'm looking for. As far as dating, it gets real complicated. I um, 
I wish in college and when people I always tell people when they start this whole entrepreneurship, like when you get to a certain level, people always tell you, oh, be you know successful, but they don't tell you the social aspect of that. Okay. And somewhere you're going to make a sacrifice. And I always so for me, it's been my love life because okay. it's like I don't have that kind of time to give to you and I'm not that kind of girl where like I tell them like you cannot call me for two three days and when you call me I'll be like who is this right and it's not me trying to be rude or in my feelings but I just don't know who you are because I deal with so many people like my time is so preoccupied you won't be missed mm. and people don't tell you that when you start you know you're doing your thing and you're handling business and then you got the whole other spectrum to where you get to a certain point I've been on dates and do try to hustle me Yo, I got a, um, okay, this was, an, oh, <laughs> this is a perfect story. Went on talking to this guy, and I hate when people, don't tell me you an entrepreneur, because I'm going to run your shit. I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to be like, well, what's this? What's that? What's, what's your, okay, you got IG? Where's your website? Right. So he was like, yeah, I'm, on, I'm, I'm a consultant. Okay. What do you consult? Oh, I got a business. I DJ. I'm an event designer. Oh, well, I started out being an event designer. I used to have an event design company. Right. So do you do floral? Do you, what, what component of it? And then he said, I do a little bit of this. I said, okay. So then he was on a date, and he showed me a picture. And it was his business card. And the business card looked like, you know how your grandma back in the day had that rose-colored carpet? <laughs> <laughs> I said, why would you show me something shitty like that? You know I'm about to go in on you, right? Well, and we went back and forth five minutes. And then eventually I was like, you know what? That's your business card. Your brand sucks. You showed me a badass picture of your business card. And he was like, well, you, you know, like, nah, like, we're not going to play these games. Because right. if you tell me you own some shit, I'm going to run it down. Absolutely. And I want to check, like, you were, like, all my girls, all my girlfriends, we all are business owners. Birds right. of the feather flock together. So, like I said, dating, that could be Chris. I'm going to have to your, do, like, a part two, your three, four. Is a freak, though. Like, that's nasty. I ain't got no man. Know. She nasty, though. She ain't got no man. None. Because all my friends are married. All my friends are... I think I'm the only one that... No, my other girlfriend. But she's so sophisticated. So I don't know... Don't be the ones, though. Yeah. They be nasty. They be nasty. Yeah. But I know she be taking be a splash. I don't know what she be doing. But she real sophisticated. We talk, but she's not. She's some people are just purely like just simple. Not even simple, like boring simple, but like super sophisticated. You know, and she'll ask me for little stuff. So I have to say, all my friends, I think I'm openly as freaky, or put it like this, I talk about sex the most. Right. So I'm like, oh. So so okay. So dating because you're is you you demand consistency. Oh, yeah. That's a, if you're not consistent with me, just delete me. Because I'm not going to remember you and you're not going to remember me. We're just going to be whatever. Okay. So, why do you think dating is so hard for you? Is it because of your business? Is it because um, your standards... I'm not going to say your standards are too high because you should have high standards. Um, but what do you think is the reasoning why you have I really don't play. Like, I really am a bitch. I really don't play. And I know that sounds horrible, but, like, I'm really not the one to play with. Like, I'm not going to sit here and play coy. I wish I could because I feel if I knew how to play coy, I would have a lot more from men if that was my judge. Like, okay. if I just shut up. But it's like, I don't need you for real, for real. So I'm going to say however I feel and however you take it. It is what it is. And let the truth be told, oh, my God, Chris, you might have some hate mail. I have to say, not you know, I'm from Pittsburgh, born and raised. I've uh-huh. been here in Philly for 10 years, 10, 11 years now. And I have to say that 
I feel here in Philadelphia, there is a culture to where a lot of females, not all, so please don't call in and write him, who is that girl? And write me <laughs> my Instagram, look me up. But there is a culture, and I don't feel like it's just here in Philly, that chicks are just worried about bundles and going from South Street to South Beach. So there's yeah, no standards within themselves. So they live in this world where they meet really nice guys. They're right. not perfect. Nobody's perfect, right. but they are about something really good moral substance. But these guys, they use these guys for whatever little bit they have. And then these guys get tarnished. And they be like, all right, so if she did me like that, because, you know, men can't take her like we can. Right. Like when guys get hurt, that's a wrap. Right, we right, we right. like bobbleheads. We just keep coming up for more, coming up some more, coming up some more. <laughs> so long story short, so when these guys be like, all right, all I got to do is buy you a $200 bundles, two, right. three stacks, um, and you're going to, I'm going to come over your house and I'm going to smash, and you're going to make me dinner, and we're going to wake up and I'm going to fuck you again, and you're going to make me breakfast, put some brown and serve in the microwave because you really can't cook. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to keep it moving. It's a vicious cycle, but at one, some point, even as a man, I would think, you got to be like, all right, there got to be more. Right. It, and a lot of Philly chicks have really... Like I said, please don't don't harass them and don't come to my page. But it's it's the added, a lot of bad people. Women have bad attitudes. I that I do agree. Like you was um, like you acting like you a star and you a pebble. I <laughs> I don't I don't I don't disagree with the concept that um, in Philly there is a a certain uh, je ne sais quoi with women yeah. where they the minimum is good enough like bundles in a bag maybe in the bag might not even be real um or just being with someone of stature like i know a couple dudes who don't give two flying fucks about chicks but because they drive a benz Mm -hmm. because they get a lot of money the chicks flock to them and treat them like shit. I mean, like shit, shit. Like I, I've been in the in the in the crib one time, and and my man was like, "Yo, this John about to come through. Who want all want their dicks up? Raise their hand, Whoa. like <laughs> pop her up." <laughs> and the shit was like just funny. Like it was, it was, it was, it was funny as hell. Like at the time, but then you think about it, like damn, that's fucked up. Like shorty really will come in here, and because of who he is. And the, the hypnosis or the, the allure of who he is, mm-hmm. she thinks she's going to get something from him, but she really not. Nope. It's just the, oh, I used to mess with such and such. Oh, you did? Oh, for real? It's just a story. Right. You get what I'm saying? So that, I, I, do, I do agree with that uh, aspect. But let's rewind it to the part where you say, like. You so nosy. You, you're 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 a bitch. Like I am. You... I am a straight bona fide. I am not nice. Nice for what? What you have to be nice. No, like I that don't. is the that is the that is the thing that the man is attracted let, to. No, no, no. Let me to... let me say this. I'm very nice. I'm very okay. nice. But if you like, if a chick trying to play you, Chris, you're gonna be like, all right, cut the bullshit. Right. Like I can't. And that's where where it stops. Like I'm gonna be like, stop. Like you playing. I know you playing. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't have patience. Like, I don't have patience. Like, you just can't, like, you can't call me and say, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Nigga, you don't know what tired is. I get two hours of sleep every day. But that that may be his tired, though. You get what I'm saying? Like, like everybody oh has this, this. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give you the. I don't have patience. The Okay, why don't you have patience? I don't have patience. To, to find something great, you have to have patience. Because, like, you're, 
there are going to be things that somebody does that you're not going to like at all. Okay. But the thing is, are you willing to say, I don't like that, but I like this person more than I don't like that yeah, ha- I mean, listen, habit. Listen, like, you ain't going to make annoyance. me look bad on this because I don't know who's listening. All right, they might go look <laughs> me up my Instagram. Right. So, but now I have patience. I just don't have patience for bullshit. Like, because let's face it, you, we all have standards, but certain right. shit might be my face. Certain shit you'll take from somebody that you won't take from somebody else. Right. Okay? So, for example, oh, I hope you ain't listening. My One of my exes. Right. Good dude. He wasn't the nicest to me. But he took really good care of me. And okay. I knew he was dependable. And he was consistent. Okay. But some of the shit he used to do, I wouldn't take from the average Joe. Because I'm like, you ain't even, you know what I'm saying? It's right. like, you got to give and take. So it's just, it's just, I just feel when you're successful, it's, it's hard. So why why did you take it? Because of who he was? No, not who he, he was. Yeah, what he did. I ain't going to lie. Because what he did. And I genuinely loved him. I really, really did love him. You know, and shit just fell apart. It was just time for it to end. Damn. It was just, yeah. Shout out to you, homie. Like, <laughs> you, uh, you scarred her for other Don't niggas. Don't say this. Like, you, me. like, come on, man. You got to be real with yourself, brother. You scarred this young lady oh, God. for future men. She no, he's not the one who scarred me. There was one. There was one who really did. Now, I had to th- go to therapy low-key about him. Really? I was engaged, bro. Oh, man. That's tough. I was engaged. I, I know that feeling. He had a yeah, he yeah, I was engaged, wedding plans, everything. And he was like, I can't skirt. Can't marry you, sis. What? Had a baby on the way. Damn. (laughs) That's tough. Yeah, I I had to go to uh I I'll have to go to uh therapy about that too. Yeah. When you got to did you go to therapy? Um or seek some form of self care? Yes. And no. Well, yes. Yes, officially. I didn't go for that though. Okay. I went for other things because I felt like it was a um, it was other deeper rooted issues mm-hmm. that may have led to me having that reaction when I was divorced. Like, cause I mean, when I when my marriage is over, so it took me legit, literally two years for my for me to cope with my marriage as being over. I was married for six years. Wow. I was... Our marriage was over two years in. And it took me another two years to let go. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Uh, like, you, you, you like, all right, man, I just had this crazy wedding not too long ago. Um, thought I was marrying the person of my dreams. Mm-hmm. Well, blah, I was in love. All that flash shit. And it's like, damn, I let not only myself down, not only the people who came to my wedding, but right. I let God down most of all. You dig what I'm saying? Right. And I felt some type of way about that. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going, I'm not going to um, let my marriage go. But it just, it became like, I, I talk about it all the time. Like it just became a routine, like a resentment towards, mm-hmm. because we, me and her were friends first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when friends become lovers, it's rough. Like, the aftermath, and we have a child. So it was like, I didn't want that, our relationship to affect him. Right, right. Because my child is so inquisitive, and he picks up on everything. I, you can have a bad day at work, and he'll see it, and he'll be like, Dad, what happened today? Mm-hmm. And he's only five years old. Smart. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. he, 
I didn't want that to affect him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, bet. Um, let me have the perfect re- co-parenting relationship with my ex-wife. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. I because I still, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, she has the ultimate respect. She has, she gets the ultimate respect because not only was she my wife at one point, but she used the mother of my child. You dig what I'm saying? So it's like, she she just she gets it. You right, get what I'm saying? Right. I lost relationships because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, people felt like, well, women felt like I was still in love with my ex-wife, mm. um, which kind of destroyed relationships. Like, I think I lost probably. I don't know. It's I, I'm gonna say this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna say this, mm. and people are gonna text me. But I think I lost the love of my life because of my wife. If that makes any sense. Oh. So I was dating somebody. Like, me and my wife were separated. Right, right. I was dating somebody. And I talk about it all the time on the podcast. But I was dating somebody for a whole year while we were separated. Like, I was with this young lady every single day. Is this the one you used to call an Uber Eats? You'd be like, yo, you got it, whatever she wanted. You went yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. You meant super when y'all went away or something. Right, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, we, um, we didn't, like, me and her... It's crazy because I wish I'd have met her at a different time in my life. Like, if that makes any sense. But would you appreciate her at a certain time? Ah, that's deep See? too. That's deep See? too. Because I don't felt like I don't feel like I I appreciated her enough. Mm-hmm. Um, she's younger than me. Yeah. So she's still. Um, I think the thing with our relationship is is I have a lot of firsts. Mm-hmm. That's passing going. I already had a child. I already been married. I already bought my first house. I already, you know, have a career. Right. You get what I'm saying? Her, she's literally just starting. Right. So she has a child, mm-hmm. but it wasn't by the man of her dreams. You get what I'm saying? It right. wasn't, you know, she's never owned a home. She's never, you know, really had, she has a career now. Right. But when I first met her, she was trying to find her way. So it's like, I, I can't, she didn't have, she used to say all the time, like, what memories can we make? You already, all your memories are already kind mm-hmm. of made for you already. So, it, like, we struggled with that, but it was it was ultimately my I fault. I like, agree with that, though. Okay. I, I think that's actually, I pray to God if I ever get married. Well, no, I'm going to speak into existence. When I get married, I hope I marry somebody who's been married before. Right. Because I need someone to tell me or show me. And just like he has to show me, I have to be open to learn. Hmm. Let's, that's patience, know, though. I have patience for a person I love. It's pay- I don't have patience for motherfuckers that be trying to play me. Okay. So I always tell people, I think it's good to meet. Let's meet each other at our ugly so we can grow pretty. Right, right, right. You know that what I'm saying? Sense. That makes sense. So I pray I meet somebody who's been married. Like, please teach me because I'm only doing this shit once. And two, I think sometimes when people get married, I think a lot of people, more so women, they fantasize about, they want a wedding. They really don't want marriage. Right. And you gotta That's honor God. Is. Yeah, you gotta honor God more than you honor your marriage because there's gonna be some days you go over and be like, "What the fuck am I doing here? Right, like, we got all this shit. I can't even walk away." And you gotta be like, "Yo, you took these vows, and it's not, it's not like my mom and dad still together, and they say like it's not pretty. Like it's, it's not. It's a lot of work. So, you know, I had um." I know my brother had got married, and then, you know, they did it up and everything. And I remember my mom was like, you know, when you get married, we going to be, you know, we got money in the ducky. You ain't going to pay for nothing. I said, no, when I get married, let's do courthouse. Give us, cut us a check. We're going to have a banging honeymoon. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, because I want to keep that essence of, no, nah, we ain't doing this for them. We doing this for us. Right, right. And I think that's, I was having this conversation with someone. I was saying, like, I feel like marriage is a fad. Like, yeah. everybody want to say the cute things. I will have a husband. Oh, From yo, Mr. Smile, right. And all, to, and all that shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. that shit is work. Man, I yeah. asked somebody who's been married 30-something years, like, what is it? And it was like, it's stick-to-itiveness. Yeah. It was like, it's times. He was like, me and my wife for five years was at the worst of the worst. Like, we didn't sleep in the same bed. We didn't touch each other for five whole years. Wow. He was like, but we battled through it. He was like, we, we was not giving up. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like divorce shouldn't be an option. I feel like, like, because people don't take that, that death do us part. Like, I swear, next time I get married, we both leave. We leave it in a body bag. Like, listen, we just got to do this thing to our last breath because I'm not doing this. We, ain't we going leave to it lawyers. in a body bag. It may sound like a threat. It's not a threat. It's, it's real. Like, yeah. like, I can't because I was hurt. You dig what I'm saying? Because when you're, when you're married to someone, you th- you're feeling like, and I felt like, excuse my language, I felt like the, the, the bitch in a relationship. Like, I felt yeah. like, like the chick who was getting done wrong. Like, because it was like somebody telling me that they didn't want me. And then mm-hmm. that's why I said I, I had, I seek professional, you know, I went to therapy for something, you know, things that happened earlier in my life because right. of, of, of neglect and stuff like that. And people not wanting me and stuff like that. So it's like, you see that in somebody who you like, damn, this is the person I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with. Right. And they say that to me. You dig right. what I'm saying? So uh-huh. it kind of hurt me even more and took me to another right. level of, of, of my mental, like, of depression and anxiety and right. stuff like that, heightened my depression and, and anxiety. They just passing their poison on. I always tell people, whatever a person does to you, that's a reflection on how they feel about themselves. Right. So you got to keep, I mean, shit's still going to hurt. You still going to be like, yo, what the fuck? You going to have to have, like, a whole NDRE moment by yourself. Right. But, like, it's just a reflection on how they feel. Like, when people motherfucker cheat on you, right. like, they can't even keep it real with themselves. Right. So, of course, they ain't going to tell you the truth. So, what, what happened was, I'm, I'm a, I think what gave me that release was, okay, I pawned my wedding band, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But her wedding bands, I took, and I actually almost got arrested for it, but I was, um, I was so depressed, and my cousin was like, yo, he was like, yo, come come with me. He was like, yo, we're going to take you out. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. So we driving over Jersey, and I'm like, yo, pull the car over. We on the bridge. Pull the car over. He's like, no, you can't stop on no bridge, bro. Like, I'm like, yo, pull the car over. So I start opening the door. Mm. So I took the ring. I threw that shit in the, in the, in the bottom of the Delaware River. Oh. And, like, that was, like, the release for me. Like, that was, like, the, the, the like, that release that kind of was like, all right, now you're over it emotionally. Now let's take it to the, you know, next level. Like you're okay now. So I don't know. Like it it, it was difficult. Like just the whole divorce is like a funeral. It is. And then you alive through the whole process. It is. My divorce has been final on paper this year. Right. Mm -hmm. On paper this year, it's been final for a couple of years, but I was like, yo, maybe I should throw a divorce party, like, and I not know, and not do. do no, uh, 
like, don't be all sign. Because I didn't like when, when I told people <laughs> that my divorce was final, I didn't like when people kept asking me, am I okay? Yeah. Like, no, I, I like I just that. went through a fucking divorce. Like, would you be okay? No, not because of that, but because, like, you, like the people that I told that was final, yeah. y'all know what I went through. Yeah. So y'all already know I've been over it. So mm-hmm. I'm not, it's not like I'm, my feelings are reverting backwards and, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Like, yeah, I still love her. That's the mother of my child, but... I know that we can't never ever be mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. So it was like, I'm cool with it. Like, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't wish divorce on nobody though. I divorce ain't no joke, and that's my ultimate fear. I'm like, Lord, when I get married, we you can't. I can't do that. I can't. I can't get divorced. Like that's that's like nobody wants goes into a marriage thinking, oh, I'm not. You know, this ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. We won't get. You know, that's not the intentions. But I do believe people get married for the wrong things, and True. people get married for weddings. And rings and you know that little status on Facebook. So and so James Smith got engaged today. You know what I'm saying? You try and get them 94 likes up and I mean I can dig it. You know, and um, you know, it's so many, it's it's just very it's it's very 3D. It's so many dim, you know, dimensions to being single, being married, this and this and that. And I don't know. Like I, I think I knew. The day of my wedding that my my marriage was over. I had somebody tell me, um, his mom told him right before he walked out, yo, you know, you ain't got to do this, right? <laughs> you know, we can, we can, we can just have a part. You ain't got to do this. And he's kind of going through a really bad marriage now. Like, I knew, like, okay. So, I, I think I, I mean, said this on what, the podcast you, before. It was just a feeling you had, though? Like, no, it's like, okay. I look, I, I admire my cousin and his wife. Right? Uh-huh. Like, I watch her watch him. Mm-hmm. And I watch him watch her. And they have these things in their eyes. Like, when they look at each other. Yeah. Like, like, he can be doing something. But she's looking at him. But it's just like this. They have synergy. Right. It's like this, mm-hmm. this spark in her eyes. So, when I, my ex-wife had that for me before. I seen it in her eyes. I right. don't know when it left. But on your wedding day. You're supposed to see that when you're looking into that person's eyes. Right. Yeah. And I didn't see that. And, you know, she probably gonna kill me because she when she listens to this drama, but I don't go fuck. Um, her wedding vows were fucking garbage. Why were they garbage though? Yo, them John sounded like something. Off the internet, bro. Like, like she looked them, up a Helen Rice poem and was like, "I'm gonna read this." Real no, quick. she looked up like <laughs> some uh, 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 best wedding vows to say in Google, and Google's gave her back uh, like some generic shit. I such and such take you such and such. Like you know, I had a blank names and stuff. No, that nice. shit was garbage. You know what? My anybody to tell you. At my wedding. You had people in tears. What? You had waterfalls. What? You had lakes. What? You had Niagara. Yo. <laughs> I took the mic. Because I didn't write no vows. Right. I came off the dome piece because I was truly in love yeah. at my wedding. So I came off the dome piece like, yo. Blah, 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 blah. I don't remember what I even said. That's how. He was so into it. Yeah. Sure it was. Like, I don't remember what I said. And when I went back to work, uh, everybody who came from my job, they was like, yo. My, my bullpoint says how he said he's so hard, like country hard as hell. Yeah. And he like, yo, don't tell nobody. 
And I cried, bro, when you we did your vow. He's like, I still remember them joints right now. He said, I was like, I don't remember them. He's like, you said. Duh, duh. He was like, man, I love you, brother. Aww. Like, I was like, yo, I was like, that's dude, that's dude. But I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Man. It, was, it, was, it was crazy. Like, it was crazy. I was just trying to get married. Shit. Can I get married? Like, All right, Jesus, now can, would you, on my way. Okay, I, I, I noticed you're, you're well put together. Yeah, like, I'm okay, let me describe her, y'all. Like, she's like this caramel-skinned, beautiful, black, voluptuous woman. Ew. Right? Well put together, <laughs> nails done, uh, moist, very moisturized. She got a Rolex on. Yeah, shut um, up. She has a Rolex Anyways, on. Anyways, go so, ahead, Chris. So, let me ask you this question. Yes, sir. Could you date... A everyday Joe Schmo. Fucking because right. Fucking right. I can stop you right now. Fucking right. Like, who couldn't afford you to buy you? Let me tell you something because, let me tell you. Oh, Jesus. Gucci Glitz and Glamour. I have to come back over. I first, I have to come back over to your <laughs> studio because it's going to have to be a whole. First of all, yes, because I found out the guys who have the degrees, who have the money, they're worse than niggas that sell drugs. They're worse wow. than a dude that work at Burger King. You want to know why? Because. Wow. I'm coming with an ego because I'm I'm not bitch. Right. You coming with an ego because you that nigga and you so used to once again, black women, white women, Asian women, and like I said, and this don't mean I don't mean no disrespect, but I feel sometimes the standards for black men are so low. Yes. All you got to do is have a degree and you a good man. No, that doesn't mean you. That means you was right. nigga. You cheated your way through or you worked something and you worked towards a goal right. for yourself. Right. And that doesn't make you a good person. That makes you a discipline. And yes, you get accolades, but that does not mean you should get the world on a silver platter, my nigga, because right. you got a, got a master's or a degree's doctorate. That doesn't mean shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I found out the guys who had that would treat me like fucking dirt like because they was just on his ego shit and i do like dudes a little cocky now i do like men who are a little arrogant because okay. i need somebody I'm, i need somebody who's gonna check me because if you don't check me i won't run over you i'll just ignore you i'll be like you bore me okay but let me ask you this because money money I, i've noticed that it's it's two things that will allow a man to check a woman money mm-hmm. or a big dick two things Facts. right so if this dude, okay, let's say he don't have either, right? Right. He don't have, I'm not saying he doesn't have money, period. I'm saying he doesn't have as much as you, okay. right? He don't bring to the table the wealth that you bring. Okay. And he satisfies you sexually, mm. but he can't, mm. he can't talk big dick talk, right? So how <laughs> do you, like... How does that work? How does that work? Like, because... Like I said, you can check a chick right. by two ways. The dick or the money. Facts. So it's like, how can you accept that? That Like, how do you look past that? Like, okay. nigga, you don't make no fucking money. Fuck okay. you don't talk to me like First that. First of all, let's start with the sex part. If, okay. you, if your man has a small dick, let's just be real. Okay. I'm a big bitch, okay? Right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? I'm big. I ain't tall, but I'm big. I'm flush, okay? All right. So... Just like I know, when you, everybody knows what their kicker is. I might be okay. big, but nigga, I got a big ass butt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I got nice teeth. So if you a dude out there and you have a small dick, or if you a fat chick, or whatever, people don't understand when you really love somebody. Right. Now, you're going to have to take some class and some courses. Don't think it's <laughs> going to be just this. But you look past all that. Okay. If 
that person is open to learning some stuff. You got to be open. Uh -huh. Like, listen, boo, your dick game ain't uh, or girl, your head game is uh. But listen, if we willing, willing to, to you work. know, work this, you know, and that's cool. And as far as the money component, nigga, I could show you how to make a dollar. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I've dated guys who didn't have what I have. I and and it was, you treat me with the respect and mm -hmm. you be open. So we're listen. You might not have it right now, but I can show you. Oh, word! Like there was one guy. I'm, I'm, well, I don't, I don't, whatever. I used to talk to him, and he sold drugs, mm -hmm. and he had just been released from prison. Cool. So we was talking when I said, "Listen, this is how I'm gonna show you how you can legal up." I said, "You take the money you're doing, mm -hmm. you open up a nonprofit, you have the skill set. You say, hey, 'Hey, I'm, I'm an ex-con. I start a nonprofit, Philadelphia. If you don't own a business or a nonprofit, in Philadelphia, you lazy and you a dummy. Because right. Philly is the right. land of opportunity, especially Absolutely. with nonprofits. Absolutely. And uh, I say, listen, you start a nonprofit, you get the city to fund you, government to fund you. And he was like, well, I'm, you know, I have a record. I can't get no. I said, well, you partner with somebody who is legal. And I said, it's a win-win-win. You're giving back. Mm -hmm. You're getting money, mm -hmm. and it makes you feel good, and you legal. Right. I say, you, you a walking story. Right, White right. people love. That. And right. then if you bring in a lot of people who don't know component of beautification into it, yeah. that's money because yes. they love the trees Absolutely. and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Colonizers do love trees, though. Yes, God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I can teach you how to make money. Matter of fact, we're going to make money because this is the thing. What breaks up a marriage? Sex? Money, money, money number one, though. Money? Right. Money, money is number the, one. Is the number so one that's what I'm saying. If money's number one, I can show you. You just have to be open. You know right. what I'm saying? So I'm going to teach you a skill set just like you can teach me a skill set, but right. it's all about being open. Right. Just be open. Because I'm, I'm not going to lead you wrong, but this is the, the real facts too. People, and this is for women, a lot of women don't like to submit mm. because they don't trust your man. You only right. don't submit when you don't trust somebody. So if you were a chick and you won't even listen or just be a little bit open, you're some trust issues here because yeah. you're like, this bitch don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I totally agree. Like, I, I, I tell, like, <clears throat> especially in the black community, mm -hmm. submission to a woman means control. Deems control. And that's not it. Like, yes, you have to get with a man who's, who is leading you somewhere. Mm -hmm. I understand that. You have to submit. The only way a woman can submit to a man is if he's leading in the right path. Like, right. who is he following? Like, I don't care what religion you are. But this is the are, crazy thing. What. A lot of women, black women, have problems with submission, but you sit up on church and let that pastor drop all that about being submissive and you right. believe in God, but you ain't even following his word, sis. Right, right. And that's the whole thing. Like, but, and I understand, like, black men are missing in the black, like, because I had this rant this week. Big time. I had this rant this week, and I've been holding this. Like, people think I hate Drake. Like, I had this whole spill last <laughs> uh, episode. I don't hate Drake. I really don't. I don't even know the man not to hate him. But this is what I don't like. He uses the fuck out of black women. I love black women. Yeah. I love black women. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all are, like, just this... Y'all are the salt of the earth. Y'all are everything. Y'all are so, like, just... It's so many words that you can express about a black woman. Y'all strong, courageous, like... but. And it's so and it's that one thing you cannot explain about a black woman right. that y'all are. And I feel like Drake and the, a lot of these prominent black men mm -hmm. or men, not even in the limelight, these successful black men who have degrees, who think that they are a good man because they have a degree, right. <clears throat> they pander to black women. Oh, yeah. 
Like they pander to black Good women. Time. And like last week, like two weeks ago when Drake album came out, or last week whenever it came out, all I heard was, oh, this is a Drake and Drink weekend and all this. And y'all allow this waffle colored Negro in the words of Charlemagne, y'all let this Negro pander to y'all. Cause that's his audience. Yep. Young white kids and black women. Yeah. He did the nice for what video. Beautiful. Strong, show strong black women right. in that video. Right. But then go have a baby by he this white ass white. Though, right. You know he fucking black women, so you know he made sure he strapped up twice. He strapped up twice with the black girls yeah. but fuck this weird looking Russian John. Because she's not <laughs> even that cute, to be honest with you. I don't know what the kid looked like, but she's not even that cute. And then someone, um, shout out to Tiff. Tiff was, uh, me and her had this debate back and forth, and she was like, well, he's half white. That don't negate the fact he's still a black man. Right. He can be white. He can be his mom can be white. I don't give a damn if your dad white and your mom right. black. You're black. If you are black now, your child is not even would have been seventy five, twenty five uh-huh. black. Now your child is the opposite, seventy five, twenty five right. white. But your child, like it's like you don't accept that, like. Look, white, I say this all the time on this podcast, white girls can't get this dick. You can suck this dick, but you can't get it. You can't. Like, I don't feel like colonizer women are worthy of a black penis. And it's like all of, like, the celebrity, like, shout out to Michael B. Jordan. I don't got nothing against that young brother. Great, great dude. But all I see this dude with, 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 black, with white girls. Right, right. I feel there's this, well, there's a stigma, and I can say, like, even for me, and when, especially what I do, there mm-hmm. is not a lot of African Americans, mm-hmm. and, and damn sure ain't no women. It's right. Indians and Asians. Right. So once you get up and you start climbing, yeah, you it starts shrinkling down. It starts shrinkling down. Right. But you have to, like anything else, you have to make yourself accessible to those environments to Absolutely. meet if you want to meet your own kind. Right. Um, no, no. I mean, Drake is like the gumbo for black women. He's a little bit of everything to make one. He's right. sensitive. It's like you talk to your girlfriend. She just got a super deep voice right. from North Philly, and she get her Newport soft packs, and she get her Pepsi in the morning. You know? <laughs> That's how I think of Drake. Drake is like the girlfriend you never had. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, he's sensitive. He got bread. You know what I'm saying? And right. he tells you all this good shit. But, yeah, I mean, I fucks with Drake, but I understand. I, I get it totally, and I agree with you on what you say about your analysis of him. Absolutely. And then I said, too, like women, too, this is where people, when you start talking to somebody, mm-hmm. you really need to know where they come from. And right. I always tell people, that I think one of the biggest blessings I had, my parents were still together. Right. And so there was certain dynamics I saw that, you know, when I date somebody, I'm like, oh, well, how was you raised by a single parent? I'm not, I'm not knocking single parents. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't for my stepfather, right. you know what I'm saying? And then I grew up a certain, you know, my stepfather played for the Eagles and the Giants. Right. So we grew up, we wasn't struggling. Right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So seeing that, it just kind of makes me see things in a different way. And a lot of people just never had that. So I, I mean, I, I feel like when crazy. it comes to, when it comes to, because I was raised by a single mother. Uh-huh. And I know a lot of single mothers and I th- they absolutely do the best they can absolutely with, with, with what they got they are I, I like i love i hate seeing it but i love it because you you'll see this girl she'll be on the bus or she'll be standing at the bus stop she got a, a four-year-old 
Right. She got a two-year-old and she got a newborn on her chest. Right. And she carrying a stroller. You dig what I'm saying? And she doing this all by herself. You know how much strength it takes? But fuck having strength. Fuck that. But that's- Kudos to the single. Wait, hold up. I want you to listen. Kudos to them. I understand. But don't. But this is my thing. We are too strong. We black women, and uh, as a culture, we have been bred due to some things that mm-hmm. we're outside of our, you know, it just is what it is. Like, I feel black women, we have this survivor syndrome. Right. And a lot of black women, this is the truth. You're, we're not raised for marriage. We're raised to do what you got to do. Go to college, right. get that degree, and girl, get pregnant along the way, but it's going to be okay because you got that master, so you make like 70, 80,000 a year, so fuck that nigga. Right. You can take care of these kids or these babies because you got that degree. Right. But in the NY, in the interim, everything... Other cultures are breeding. Generations are being blessed. We were just like, oh, you know, it's okay. You know, like I'm tired of being strong. I don't want and, and I don't want to be strong all the time. God damn it! I'm, I'm gonna tell you why though. I'm gonna tell you why. It's because and it's not y'all fault. It's not women's fault. It's the man's fault. It's the black man. The black man is not in his rightful place. Right. And because he's not in his rightful place, women have tried to overcompensate for that role that that missing piece right and it's our fault as black men we need to like because right now and i say this all the time black women are winning yeah and we went across not just in other cultures we're winning too every (laughs) place women i'm just specifically talking about black women yeah are winning yeah in art design everyday life like Black women are winning. Yeah. And us as black men have to get back to where we were the protector, the provider, and not the, oh, that nigga over there. You dig yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, that, that he's a fuck nigga. You yeah, get what I'm saying? Sensitive like and oversensitive. And right. Jealous. We gotta we gotta yeah. get back to that that that. But strong. you gotta be open. You gotta be open. That's true. That's true. You gotta true. be open to learn and receive those lessons and those blessings. And shout out to the single mom. I don't want nobody saying, oh, no, single moms. But even in itself, I always say, like, I feel if you're a single mother, there should come a point you should go get therapy. Because, really? yeah, not saying there's something wrong, but just to make sure yourself is okay. Because you could be carrying animosity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a friend, he was like, yeah, my single, my mom was, you know, she did it, she raised us by herself. But every five minutes, it was like, niggas ain't shit. Men ain't shit. Your dad ain't shit. Mm. You know, not saying all single mothers right. no, do no, no, that, no, 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 no. but there's some who do and there's some who it's don't. A, it's a but lot. I it's think a lot. to us, and even the single fathers too, let's acknowledge them as well. If you're a single parent, like we were talking about therapy, I feel there should come a point where um, you some self care. It doesn't have to be therapy. Whatever you have to do to right, make right. sure you're okay, because that is so much. It is a trauma. It's, it's a you trauma. Know what I mean? That's you serious. have to deal. You have to deal with it. Um, I don't know. I just love black women. Moral of the story. Moral of the story is be a regular nigga so turquoise can date you. No, don't be. Because, <laughs> listen, because these, listen, no, these don't niggas be with all regular. these degrees ain't shit. That's Man, the moral of the story. Let me tell you, they the, they the worst. 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 That's because they, they have this um, elitism mentality. Yeah, and But they do. They have it. Because guess what? If I don't want them, there's going to be an Asian. There's going to be a snow bunny. There's going to be all these other... Me, on the other hand, there's mad successful black women. So it's just like... Matter of fact, I feel it's harder for us. It's easier for y'all, but it's harder for us. I think I seen a demographic that said... 
and I wanted to see the breakdown of the demographic, but it said 700,000. Last year, America produced 700,000 new millionaires. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many of those are black women. Well, I know last year there was a study out. They said black women are the most educated across the board. I agree. They have across the board. So I agree. Even, even, and this is the crazy thing about it, because I know a lot of strong black women who don't have degrees, and they right. are Killing intelligent. It. When I mean intelligent, like the cream of the crop, I'll put them up against anybody with a degree. Right. So, and a degree don't mean you make a million, because guess what? I'm a college dropout. <laughs> I didn't finish. Exactly. My dad got sick, so... You know, I I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I mean, I went back and I did finish, but right. I ain't going to lie, my first year IUP, I got kicked out, <laughs> academic probation, came back, did what I had to do, but right. it's just, um, having a degree, don't, and for real, for real, if you black, I don't even think, I think if you go to college, it needs to be for like a profession that you're going to make like 100000 plus. Because right. there's no need in going to college and you graduate, yeah, you make 40000 but you $70,000 in debt. Wow. How are you going to live? Wow. And communication, sir, for the record, don't make no money. They don't make, radio don't make no money. So you have to do a communications uh, as a minor with a major in business, mm-hmm. with a language in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Well, sir, that means you taking all these different majors and minors, which is going to prolong your college, mm-hmm. you know, years, which is going to prolong your loans. You know what I wanted to, to, to study when I was in school? I wanted what? to be a poli sci major. You should. should I, I'm not. No, I don't know. Like, I'm not. Because then you, most poli sci majors go on to be a lawyer. And yeah. I don't, I didn't really want to do law. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I felt like I wanted to get into politics. Like, I wanted to get into politics. I can see you as a politician. Because, you know, I can talk my ass off. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's all politicians do is just talk shit. <sighs> like, and I gotta be careful about this. One of my exes is a state rep, like right now, so I can't. They go. talk. Listen, shout out to the state reps, man. They, y'all talk <laughs> shit, man. Y'all look. Oh Jesus! I know. There's a this. Okay, social media has changed the world. Absolutely. And you you have to be so transparent now uh-huh. because there's so many people watching. Before there's no walls. There's no walls. Like I was just watching um, uh, um, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. On another podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, they ain't paying me, so I'm not shouting them out. Uh, <laughs> um, I watched Will Smith, and it was I love Will Smith. Like ever since he came to social media, yeah, it was like the best thing since sliced bread. All because right. Will Smith said he said, growing up, he said coming up in the industry, you had to give that level of mystique. It was no, right. it was I want you to see me when I release a movie. July 4th weekend, that's when you'll see Will Smith. Right. But now it's like people are attracted to the celebrity that they know, that they're comfortable with knowing Mm -hmm. the nuances of their life and stuff. Now, that is a good and a bad thing. I think the internet has created that Wizard of Oz effect. Mm -hmm. Like, you see the eyes on the screen, but behind the curtain, he a piece of shit. Like you get what I'm saying? Like, uh, like who would have ever thought like your favorite artists, your favorite singers, your favorite actresses, um, your favorite painters were pieces of fucking shit in their <laughs> personal life. But you had this allure and attraction to them right. because of their art. And that's how I feel about Kanye. Like uh, what a genius. I'm not, what I, a genius. I, I, I love the genius in Kanye yeah. as the artist. The person I don't give a fuck about. Like, 
I care about the artist in Kanye. I don't go fuck about the person in Kanye. The person Kanye. You dig what I'm saying? I feel like Kanye struggles. I feel like I don't even know this makes sense. I feel Kanye sometimes feel like God broke his heart when he took his mom. I I can agree with that. Like, how could you do this to me? You knew that was the one person because she planted that genius in him. She was Absolutely. the liaison. She was the carrier of that, yes. literally and figuratively. Yes. So it's like. He probably is struggling with God, and I feel like, and I always tell people, there's a lot of places you can be in your life, but that's one place you don't want to be. You don't want to be struggling with God. You don't want to you know be struggling. Saying? You don't want to struggle. No. You know, you don't want to be angry. You don't want to be depressed. You want to be somewhere in the middle enough to receive them prayers so he right. can mold you into exactly. who you were meant to be, into your greatness. Exactly. So I, I, I love me some Kanye. Um, but, you know, he an he asshole. But I don't even think he's an asshole. I think he's so advanced that people can't catch up with him. And creative people, and I can say that because I'm creative. Right. So it's some shit I might be like, yo, and you be like, you drawing. I'll be like, yeah, I'm drawing, but you'll see. Right, right, You right, know, right. people can only see what they've been exposed to. People can only understand what they want to. And he's just so advanced. And he just, he just, he's he's creatively a genius, but he's, he's very destructive in the same breath. I don't think he articulates his theories the correct way. Mm-hmm. Um, he he said it on one of his songs. He said, "With a mind like George Jeff, I mean, with a mind like George Jetson, but sounding like George Jefferson." Yeah. So it's like you have this mind of the future, mm-hmm. but you don't know how to articulate it, and it sounds like a mindset of a, of the past. And it's it's a lot of people like that. It's like a lot of creatives are like that. Those you have to be create. borderline crazy to be creative. I always say it all the time. Right. You got to be a little cuckoo. You got to drink a little bit of juice. Right, you have to be because it's I like, have to see what you can. Exactly, and that's what you pay me for, nigga. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You need me because you know what I'm saying. But we creative people, it's the price to pay. When okay, let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurship. Yes, oh my favorite. What what would you what are give me three things that a young entrepreneur or an old entrepreneur? I'm saying young, not in the sense of age, but right. young in new the new to the game. New to the game. Yep. Give them three things that they need to know, have, or do when building their business. Just three essential things. I know it's so many you can give. I know. But three essential things. If you can. Be a fig tree. Meaning, be prepared to be by yourself. Nobody will be with you in your greatness. Okay. Lonely. Be prepared to be lonely. Be prepared to be broke. Okay, that's a deep one right there. Because yeah. everybody think, to be broke. I think that everybody think uh, we live in this microwave society, and we think that everything happens just like Fuck that. No, and people don't understand that the the blood, sweat, and tears that people that they see is successful that they have put in the hours that they have put in mm-hmm. in their craft, in their art, in their creativity, in their brand that they've been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years. Yep. And they just now getting their recognition. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. People think, oh, I'm going to do this for five months and everybody going to know me. Yeah. Okay. You may have that instant success, but what happens after that? Right. How you, do you s- sustain that? You right. get what I'm saying? And number three would be perfection is not your friend. Ooh, that's perfection deep. Perfection is not your friend. That's deep. I struggle with that. Perfection is not your If you are a perfect person, you think you're perfect, you don't need to be entrepreneur because you're going to be so stressed out. You're going to be your own worst enemy. It's, it's a process in, in entrepreneurship. You're never it's never going to be perfect because the moment is perfect and you have nothing to work towards. Mm-hmm. Your brand doesn't do you just you're just like, all right, I'm, I'm perfect. Nah, 
So those three things, you're going to be broke, you're going to be lonely, and don't perfection that's your friend, so don't embrace it. That's dope. That's, that's dope. I struggle with, with the perfection aspect, even when... Why? Because, like, I feel like... Like, every... If I don't present it perfectly, then people are not going to take it seriously. That's my mindset. That if I don't... If it's not perfect to the T... Like, I have this thing, okay... I'm very skilled with home repair and home improvement and stuff like that, right? Oh, really? We and won't if, have to talk. Exactly. <laughs> and so if I'm, like, speckling a wall right. and I feel like it's not coming out right, I'll start from the beginning. Like, I'll rip everything out and start over because I don't feel like it's coming out the proper way. And I have to talk to myself sometimes. But is it not coming out the proper way, like, to the point it's going to not function? Or it no, just doesn't? it's not the proper way that I see it okay. should be done. But a person may come by and be like, yo, that shit look good, bro. Like, what? Yeah. what? And I'm like, that shit, that shit look good. <laughs> that shit is garbage. Like, and I have to constantly talk to myself and say, yeah. Chris, perf- it doesn't have to be perfect. Perfection's not your friend. It doesn't have to be perfect. And people will get bored of perfection. And whether you do it perfect or not, people still won't say shit. Right. So just go ahead and rock out. Do what you do. And then you have to value your perfection, too. Like, is it worth you starting all over and you're going to lose another three hours? Mm -hmm. Or you keep going. Let that joint dry. Do what do. Come back. Do a little tweaks. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I tell people your brand is. Your brand, when you start a business... You think you know what it is. Right. You're going to spend more time thinking about what you think it is until you finally indulge in it. Mm-hmm. And then when you indulge in it, you're going to change it like four or five times. Right. And then guess what? Two and a half years later, you finally going to come and get your final. If I told people how many years it took me to start this thing, wow. I started, stopped, started. I had another business, started, stopped, started. And then finally, it was just like, I got to accept these, these flaws, these imperfections. I got to have shitty paperwork. I got to be broke. I gotta be, you know what I'm saying? I gotta do all this. And let's truth be told, you gotta start sometimes. You gotta fake it till you make it, trust me. Right. I don't do that now. But right. I'm just saying, right. like, oh, facing, you know, like, you gotta fake it because, like I said, social media is such a pressure. It's, it's a boiling pot. Like, mm-hmm. it's just all this pressure to live this life. Now I don't have to do that. But trust me, a bitch still, nigga, I still rock coupons. Don't get it right. twisted. Absolutely. I'm like I'm a good sell. You know what I'm saying? I'm not where I want to be, like, you know, it feels good. Like, I was telling my girlfriend, Andy, like, yo, like, nigga, I was on public transportation for years. People don't even know that. Right. But now, I I just went and looked at a house from the ground up in Delaware. Right. A 67-bedroom house with an right. elevator. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you got to be able to make that sacrifice. But people just, oh, I got to be this. Nah, perfection. Nah, fuck that. You got to struggle. What you know? You, what would you say, like, when you, when you was doing, when you were in your business? Mm-hmm. When did it go? When did the light bulb go? Bing, this is it. Like, was it a specific mm-hmm. client that you had, or was it a specific, like? It came in stages for me. Okay. Like, the first one came from my girlfriend, Andy, and she knew I was frustrated with doing event design. And she was like, You need to start marketing graphic design. You're creative as hell. You know marketing. You got the gift of gab. You like, she was like, Even down to your look, she was right. like, You look like you're somebody you need to know. So that was the first bing. Mm-hmm. And my first month, I made my first stack. I made a thousand. Right. So I was like, all right. Then it got dry. Right. Because this is the thing about marketing and branding. Um. It's I don't want to say feast or phantom, but you doing shit really. It's not like okay, 
I Chris got a store. Turf is gonna go to the store, and I'm going to buy this water, right? Because mm-hmm. I know I need water right. every day. Right. People need Brandon and Markson every day. Right. And matter of fact, with black people, this is the hardest struggle. It's like, yo, you need to get this shit right. Like, you got this raggedy ass brand. Like, we need to get this together. So, that was the first thing when it first when I made my first thousand dollars within like two weeks. Mm-hmm. The second thing was, all right, shit slow. What can you do? In the meantime, to perfect your craft. And I always tell people, I became uh, a good boss when I became a better student. Mm. Pick up them books, watch them YouTube, Google, do what you got to do. And then two, once I did that, then I learned, okay, to do what I do, and I think every graphic designer, artist can understand this marketing personally, I don't need an office. Right. But I tell people, I might not have a high overhead where I have to have this super expensive office, even though I do. You know, I got this, 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 and that. But baby, when I go into Apple, I'm kicking like five, ten thousand. Like I was just Apple yesterday. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you, you have to be prepared to spend that break because right. our software is really expensive. Right. Um, I think I got off a little bit. But the second thing, when did the second thing come in? I have to say, like I said, mine came in stages. It's right. when people. I always tell people, I always wanted to hustle to the point I don't have to tell you who I am. Right. And it came when, like, and not even necessarily from females, not even from my family. Mm-hmm. It came from people like, yo, you the truth. Mm-hmm. And you don't look for, and people say, I don't give a fuck what people think. Yeah, we all care. We about do. Food. Stop lying. You care exactly. what people say. But to get that validation, especially from men, right. for dudes to be like, yo, I salute you. That was the second thing. Like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest, one of my best clients, my first, Isaiah. Shout out to Isaiah. I don't know you, bro. He's so sweet. He was the first, like, he young gentleman, man, listen. Listen. He Hmm. was like my little bing. When he came to me, he was like, yo, I follow you. I see what you're doing. I see you out here. And even now, like, to get that respect, Mm -hmm. that was like the big bing. Like, okay. If these people think enough for you to, to put their trust, their livelihood into you, mm-hmm. you the shit. I'm gonna ask you one more question about mm-hmm. your, about entrepreneurship. What was the what was your first big client, and what was the subsequent uh, uh, like? If you were fearful, were you scared? Do you have anxiety? Did you like procrastinate? Like, how was ooh, it? I'm, all right. Oh, you about to get my school stuff because I feel like I'm looking. I'm digging in my shirt in front of you, sorry. That's cool. Um, I like women. I know. I know you. Do. <laughs> we ain't even go there because you know I got that voice. <laughs> got that voice. <laughs> all right. I'm. All right. Fuck it. We friends. So I'm gonna look out the bag. Okay. About year two, three, about three, two, yeah, three years ago, a friend of mine's came to me and he was like, listen, I'm weak struggling. Not struggling, but we struggling with this brand and marketing. His brother owns a club in Ohio mm-hmm. and a couple clubs in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was going through a lot of shit. I was working like this fucking deep-beat-ass job. I'm not going to say the company's name. Right, no name. No, 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 no. And um, I was like, he was like, I just need you to trust me. Trust me. And I was like, well, I'm nervous. And I was like, I, you know, friendship and money don't mix. Right, right, right. So he was like, but just trust me. So just trust me. I said, all right, bet. So he was like, I'm trying to start a business. So we was on the phone, and I started giving him some marketing pitches. Mm-hmm. And um, I put a little bit of coinage into what he was doing. Mind you, he right. never really told me what it was. Right. Never really told It was just like really an act of faith. Right. Long story short, it was medical marijuana. Okay. 
So that's that's something that I think it black didn't it initially start out with like, oh, this is my client. He going to spend sixty thousand dollars on me. But that investment from two, three and nobody knew about that. Like right. nobody. So this is really like me letting the kid out the bed right. from that. It was like, you know, when you start a business in Vegas, what happens is they do an external audit. Pretty mm. much they count your coins right. and tell you what you should gross. Came in at three point two million dollars. Wow, that was the 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 um the evaluation of the company. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's dope. so to even get in, you know what I'm saying? To now, like, it's like okay, like all right, like oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like Sister Big Jones, you know what I'm saying? But it's still like listen, I still I still work. I still it's, it's still it's it's still a hustle because like I said, it's easy to make a million dollars. It's harder to get that next. Mm-hmm. It's harder to keep it. You know what right. I'm saying? And even too, like, you just got to She ain't got careful. no money, y'all. She ain't got no money. I ain't money. got no money. She ain't Listen, got no money, I'm raggedy as fuck. She ain't got no money. I'm raggedy. Like, I'm real raggedy. Like, raggedy, like, I look like Grace Jones meet a poodle type No, no she does. She <laughs> like a Seriously, I'm horrible. I ain't got no bread. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Nah. But, but that's, that's what I told dope, people about entrepreneurship. Go for it. And and I think if for blacks, entrepreneurship is our friend. Right. Because these white people ain't gonna give you nothing. Absolutely. And they're only gonna like a select few. And you're good for what you're good for. And we work all day and then you drop dead. And before they can put you in a cab, so they got somebody else sitting in your seat. Exactly. I feel like black people don't we had a boss for so long. Right. That we don't need a boss. We need to be our own bosses. So I feel like black people, I incur I feel like Especially the school curriculum now mm-hmm. should be changed towards entrepreneurship, Absolutely. especially in the inner city, because they need to be teaching these kids how to be an entrepreneur, how to start your own, how to cultivate, how to, I don't give a damn if it's from selling lemonade right. or making cookies or cupcakes or whatever right. it is. Teach these babies how to be an entrepreneur. Because guess what? We're, they see the number one entrepreneur, them dope boys on the Bing. corner. I just had it. I just had a thought. Boom. I just had a thought. I just had a thought. And I'm going to keep that to myself because there's a lot of people out here that be stealing. And, um, uh, yeah. Uh, shout out. Hold on. Let me, let me, uh, real quick. Let me, get, let me dig into the drama just a little bit. Like, I feel like, how can I say this? Listen, all podcasters, I feel like, should stick up for one another. Absolutely. I don't feel like we should be competing for nothing. It's so many ears. Do you know how many people listen to podcasts and on a daily basis? It's enough content for us to have everybody to have their own creative lanes. Mm -hmm. Even if you feel like somebody is in your lane with you, don't push up against it and be like, oh, they're... um, uh, they they not with uh, uh we we better than them and all that and and bad mouth and they podcast that goes like on for that. real yo like podcasting is like it's crazy like is this like, the new Crips and Blood it's like people be throwing subliminals and not with me or nothing uh. like that but I be seeing it like people be throwing subliminals saying that other people still in their content which is true but I was all I was told a long time ago uh uh. Great people, uh, what is it? Great people still something. I forgot what it was, but it was something like great people still, uh, or good people still, great people create, or something like that. Yeah. If you're a good person, you're just a good person. Sometimes being a content creator, 
it's not it's not easy. Like you you think of these no. things you in your in your in your in your bed, you in the shower, you're like, oh I got it. Gotta write this down. Yeah. Or you you know, somewhere you got like I gotta write this down. Yeah. And then I feel, I understand how people feel like people fringe upon their their thing, but what you've done has not it's not the first time it's being done. You There's nothing what I'm new underneath the sun. The sun's been around for centuries. I just feel like years. we need to we need to come <laughs> together. Like, and we, I'm going to Atlanta in October. I see. And I'm gonna go. Regardless, I'm going to Atlanta. I don't care if I don't got no co-host or nothing. If I got, I if, want to. If listen, I went to how you call, me? I, I ain't going. To, I ain't got to go to call. I just want to go because I love music, Atlanta. I, I ain't and I need Atlanta to give me some tourist. white chocolate uh, cake. Okay, I ain't never heard of that. Damn, you got to get some. It's called white chocolate cake. I think it's a cake. I don't know what the fuck, but yeah. I want to go to Atlanta. Like, we going to Atlanta. Shout out to uh, a podcast connection. Um, we going to go to Atlanta uh, October. And mm-hmm. even if I don't win this contest, we going, we, no, we going, to, we going to, to mingle in the network. I think that's another thing where I need to get better in this mm-hmm. networking. Because I'm not Joe. I'm not. I'm not. Like I feel like you don't necessarily. But you got good energy though, Chris. This is the thing. You know, you might not be Joe, but you're Chris, which is even better. Right. So if you have a good thing, it will come. Right, right. That's true. A lot of people tell me that too. They yes. like, yo. And your voice is everything. I ain't gonna oh, hold you. I mean, you're first you. of all, he's trying. very attractive. I be, oh, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thank but you. Uh, besides that, you know, if you have a good product, it will, and you want them people to come. Right. I be. You want people I'll to value what you have. In these streets, I if y'all like my voice, let me know. <laughs> I don't think I could have been a phone sex operator, but um, mm. I could have been on the radio probably. I don't know. Yeah. But um, you had the perfect Philly accent. Do I? Yes. Oh, like wow. if I had to hear somebody from Philly and I didn't know anything about Philadelphia, mm. yeah. I appreciate that. Like, Thank you so much. All right. Um, where can the people find you? Like plug yourself. Uh, my Instagram. Is mm-hmm. the art of creation spelled with a K, not a C? Okay. And then her hustle is her ex hustle. That's another Instagram. Mm-hmm. And my website is www.theartofcreation.com. Right. If y'all still typing www dot in the in the search bar, go kill yourself right now because all you got to do is just type <laughs> art of creation dot com in the in the. Um, and Grace is spelled with a K, not a C. Spelled with a K, not Please. a C. Right. So. Everybody, go follow Art of Creation, spelled with a K, not a C. Creation is spelled with a K, not a C. Go follow it. Go follow it. Her Hustle? Her Ex Hustle. That's the Instagram. But yeah, Her her Hustle is coming up. And then go to artofcreation.com, see what she has to offer. If you need brand management, if you need marketing, if you need logos, all that stuff, man. Like, please go see Turk, man. Thank Um, you. And we got podcast too. Oh, I got, got podcast. And, and my podcast. podcast is more informative because I believe there's a lot of people who say they into branding, right. but people don't. Uh, I feel a lot of people don't respect it. Like people really go to school for this, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I could do a logo for you, but I'm gonna teach you about brand governance, absolutely, the elements of branding, right? Color theory, you know, uh, what branding components. You know what I mean? Like it's it's real out here. I, I learned that um, just doing a little, my little Googles or whatever, mm-hmm. um, like. It's companies out here that you cannot use their color. Like their no. color is Tiffany branded to them. Is branded and locked down. If Absolutely. you use Tiffany, you will get sued. Exactly. And there's certain like yeah, like I'm literally with Patone. I I had a meeting I had to cancel, but I have one coming up to brand my own color. Yeah, I want to yeah. do a shade of black. Absolutely. So like 
get with her art of creation the podcast is on all platforms so um apple and soundcloud and all that stuff like that google play um follow the podcast uh at ratchet religion yeah um i do got a domain but i need to i'm gonna start working on my website um RatchetReligion.com The domain is bored At all All of them Dot net Dot gov Dot uh, Her Him CO All that all, So y'all can I, I might sell it to y'all if y'all. No I'm not selling no, it But anyway um, Follow the podcast uh, Follow me At Chris Broadway On Instagram um, uh, In the words of Kanye um, Bad Trinidadians Need to let daddy in If I need to spend some cash Fuck it Then I'm zaddy then uh, this is the Ratchet Religion Podcast. Thanks for listening.